until one, two. Hey, what's going on? I got my microphone back now. Microphone checker, micro microphone checker. You know what I'm thinking about that? I forgot. I think the guy's name is Billy or Bobby McFerrin. He has a song that took over the world by storm in the 1980s called Don't Worry, Be Happy. So, you know, even Victor Frankl will tell you that, you know, you got a choice to process how you feel about things. Um, the Stoics, Marcus Aurelius, he'll tell you the same thing. You got a choice to how you feel about things. Now, I haven't disciplined myself to the extent where I have a control over how I feel about things. My knee-jerk response typically is hurt, anger, fear, all these low vibration feelings. Um, in, in, in summation, you know what? I think living in an urban area is not a healthy thing to do. Um, a clustered area and the, the science has shown that also, you know, it brings forth a scarcity mindset. Matter of fact, it makes resources scarce, period. So it's not even just a scarcity mindset, but things become scarce when you have such a dense population and not enough resources obviously available for everyone. Um, yes, New York City has uh, probably some of the most, probably the most millionaires. Probably, Manhattan probably has the most millionaires in it, but that's um, a function of the fact that it's so expensive. Um, so it excludes a lot of other people, but everybody goes there to work though. People from all economic strata, even the homeless and unemployed and the migrants go there also to, to live. They don't live inside the buildings. They might just go there to work or they live on the streets or sleep on the sidewalk or in the shelters or, you know, in the hotels, which have become shelters, whatever. So it, it does melt everybody together, but it still has the most millionaires. Um, why did they even start talking about that? I don't even know. But um, why did I want to talk about that? Why did I even mention that? Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, anyhow, mindset. You know, your mindset, don't worry, be happy. From the Bobby McFerrin, Billy McFerrin, whatever his name is, song. You know, you want to put yourself in a positive mindset, you know. I saw 50 Cent make a holistic almost statement. The other day, he said, there's people that have no money that are happier than people with money. And that's because of their perception of their situation. That's because, you know, they choose to look at things differently. Now, money doesn't guarantee happiness for a multitude of reasons because money doesn't necessarily guarantee your health, your peace, your safety. All these things, actually, they can increase your anxiety, potentially. Additionally, I was listening to you know, a presentation where they say IQ doesn't directly correlate to you know, net worth or financial success. And then you'll listen to some other people that tell you that many CEOs are C students uh, because they have a balance of not wanting to work too hard. <laughs> and a way of trying to weasel their way through things. So as a result, um, they find ingenious ways of doing things and, and ways of finding solutions. Now, that's all debatable. 
I think that is not necessarily helpful because if you're putting out that kind of thought process, you're going to cause children to set the bar low. So that's why we tell children lies and that's why we set the bar high. Also, we do a multitude of things to convince them to do their best and say that, you know, if you do your best, you'll be whatever. Because we want them to set the bar high to, so that at least, you know, they, they fall up. They fall at a higher spot than if we had set the bar low. If you set the bar low, you know, where they're going to fall is not going to be so great. Um, so anyhow, I'm saying all this and saying all that. Um, now that I have my microphone, maybe I see if I can recall what I spoke about for the last two weeks with the terrible audio quality. So I think one of the things I was, what I was just talking about this morning was drugs in its many forms, whether it's social clout, real drugs, um, uh, you know, food, SEX, um, um, infinite scrolling, uh, any one of these drugs, um, you know, they can put you in a bad place where uh, you don't have the right thought process or you're, you're um, I don't know, you know, the next generation has to suffer from your indulgence or your inability to control your indulgence. Um, you know, like we saw, I was talking a little bit about the, the crack era and how, you know, we have a significant amount of crime and degradation of the respect in society but it's, it's it's funky because it's funky to say that because people like to look back at the old days with rose-colored glasses and it's not necessarily the case because during the early industrial era during the early industrial era right you had little kids working in factories getting their arms chopped off you know you had child labor so what, child labor was a, a, a good time back in those days? No. Okay, let's go a little further. The world was going through World War One. Was that a good time? No. Okay, let's go a little further. We're in the Depression. Was that a good time? No. Okay, let's go to the next time. Oh, we're in World War Two. Was that a good time? No. After that, you know, we had like... The civil rights era with all the riots and the bombings and the assassinations of JFK and, and and MLK and Robert Kennedy and John Lennon, so and so and so forth. So, and then after that, that's that was the sixties. Let me see what's going on in the seventies. Seventies, we're in the Vietnam War. There's a lot of drug use during that time too. I was really talking about the suffragettes this morning how they were against alcohol because alcohol was increasing domestic violence and ruining families. So were families so great then when women were getting beat by drunk fathers? Right? Where was it so great when people couldn't even sustain themselves? They had to send their kids to work in factories and get their arms chopped off? And we see these all many times machinations and manifestations of city life. The drug use something is yes most drugs is used in the suburbs but you know people from the suburbs come to the city to buy drugs per if you watch the movie uh what movie was that if you watch the movie panther that's that's the perspective that was given 
So anyhow, all I'm saying is that, okay, so then I, I left off at Vietnam, right? So you had the Vietnam War. A lot of guys got hooked to morphine, heroin, marijuana, all of that. 60s, 70s marijuana use. Um, you know, the 80s now, you know, you had cocaine, crack in the mid 80s. Then in the 90s, I think we learned our lesson and then th I think 90s were pretty pretty decent but that's when you know we had rap music rock and roll heavy metal MTV teaching us unsustainable lifestyles they seem cool they seem attractive it seemed like you're gonna get a lot of love a lot of friends a lot of SEX if you engage in these lifestyles you're gonna get a lot of freedom you're gonna find your village you're gonna gain acceptance by acting like this doing like this dressing like this and, uh, you know, cable TV, cable TV, and give a lot of access into our homes. And then the internet and throughout even the 80s and the 90s, there was pornography. But when the internet came around, it even got, it just, it just exploded between the technology of recording and cameras availability and all these things and plus the internet. So now we have now we have our minds corrupted by all these things. We got it corrupted by the lifestyles that they promote in the media, which are unsustainable and unreachable. I forgot what the statistic was. Something like 20-something percent of all luxury purchases are made by people that make less than $40,000. Something to that level. So people that are living close to the poverty line, which I think the poverty line... I don't know what the poverty line is, but at least in New York, the poverty line is about around that $48,000 or something like that, even though you can't pay your bills with $48,000 in New York. But um, poor people are making a significant amount of luxury purchases because they don't have self-value. They don't love themselves. They want to feel good. They want to feel accepted. They want to feel appreciated. And I would go further and this is a, something that's top of mind we celebrate all these holidays it's funny uh, we celebrate Easter Thanksgiving Christmas and all the other various holidays and all these holidays uh, retailers have sought to make them days for selling products President's Day sale Memorial Day sale I don't know if they have Martin Luther King Day sales, but I know they have Memorial Day sales and President's Day sales. Now, President's Day sales is when we celebrate the presidents. Okay, we don't really know. You know, some of the presidents were nice. Some of them were not. Some of them were heroes. Some of them were martyrs. Some of them got assassinated. Some of them didn't. But when it comes to Memorial Day now, Memorial Day is to remember all the troops that lost their lives. But somehow, we've turned that into a day to sell products Yes, you know, it creates economic activity, which is important to circulate the money between all our hands. So you touch the money a little bit, that guy touched the money a little bit, you know, this person touched the money a little bit. It all passes through our hands to help us 
you know, keep moving, keep motivated, keep busy and stay out of trouble, which is good. But um, we've kind of adopted a commercial retail religion where our holidays are synonymous with spending. I remember my um, one of my relatives one time, you know, because I the way how I grew up, money is not that money doesn't mean anything. And it's not that we had money. We were, we, we were never, we never really had much, but we had food to eat. We had a place to live. I didn't have many toys at all. Maybe had like one, two, two, maybe, maybe five toys. Everything else, I used to go outside and play. We'd be outside playing and that's about it. And we'll make something. We'll make a slingshot. We'll make a spear. We'll make a bow and arrow. We would make all kind of things and just just play. So I didn't really need a lot of toys. So when I got older and and people started, you know, when it was, you know, like a, I meet some a family member and they see me and they give me some money. It was a little bit, it was a little bit strange to me because I'm like, why why did you give me this money? Because you felt like it would create a bond, like it, it was sentimental. I don't need, you know, I didn't say that to them, but the environment that I came from, I didn't need the money. I didn't need it to, I didn't need to do that. My parents take care of me already. I don't need the money. I, I mean, yeah, money is good and all that. And I did have my own piggy bank and I did sometimes get my allowance and I'll put that away. But otherwise people would give me money just for sentimental value because, you know, oh, here's a little kid. Uh, give him some money to show that I care about him. No, 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 I didn't, I didn't, I didn't need the money. Not that, you know, not that I didn't want it or I didn't appreciate it, but it's not about materialism. Like the holidays are not about material. The holidays are not about spending. The holidays are about being together with your family, having fun with your cousins or your brothers and your sisters and all that, you know, just, just, just hanging out, just, just telling stories, you know, anyhow. But that's, you know, we all grew up in different environments. So our value systems are different. And it's difficult when people encounter and have to cohabitate with someone that came from a different environment. One person where they come from a conservative, um, more, uh, more, more, cons you know, like, uh, I guess, I don't know. I'm going to say conservative because I don't know how, what else comes from an environment where you conserve your money. You save your money for a rainy day. You don't waste it on shoes, sneakers, belts, bags, hats, scarves, jackets that you don't need. You don't buy extra stuff that you don't need just for fashion purposes. You maybe have a good, nice shirt for your going out and you have a nice, you have a nice set of clothes. You have a nice set of clothes for going out. You have a nice set of clothes for, for religious and memorial occasions like church and funerals. And then you got your regular everyday clothes that you play in. And then you got your school clothes. But you don't just have it sort of to say that, listen, when I go to the party, I don't want to wear the same thing that they saw me in last week. You know, but I guess, you know, coming from a, um, yeah, but anyhow, that's, that's, you know, I don't want to speak in absolutes because someone will misconstrue if they get offended 
they'll take it in absolutes and they misconstrue it purposely to really feel good about themselves. So anyhow, um, all I want to say regarding that and this and that and that, but I'm saying something that I'm not saying anything. But we've observed, we've we've adopted a consumerist religion, a consumer, a consumer-based religion. I'm over here being nosy. This lady is screaming at her boyfriend. So the um, so it's no surprise that most Americans can't afford a $500 emergency. Now it's down to $400. Now it's down to $400 based on people that I'm listening to. But as far as I recall, most Americans can't afford a $500 emergency. Credit card um, balances, credit card debt is the highest it's ever been. Um, it's a very unfortunate situation where um, we don't have money and we have these high expensive standards and these expensive tastes um, that don't help us you know, and I didn't even start talking about the drugs expenditures and, um, you know, the self-medication or abuse of drugs, using drugs for self-medication or abusing drugs. You know, that's even another thing. Or even the, um, you know, there's a lot of people that, well, not a lot, but there's people that lost their whole lost their homes, putting their homes up as bond to bail somebody out of prison that runs off or whatever the case may be. And then they don't, they lose their house. They lose their house for this reason, lose their house for that reason, lose their property for that reason or this reason. Lose their bail money for that reason, lose their bond money for that reason. You know, you go to prison, you go to jail, your family put up a cash bond or put up your property as a, as a bond or whatever the case may be, and then your stuff get repossessed. That's actually how I got my car, I think. I think that's how I got this car because the sheriff had the papers for this car, and surprisingly, they had all the keys. So the sheriff, it would seem that this car was put up as bond for a young man out in Long Island I guess either he ran off and the vehicle became the possession of the state. And then now I got it. So, which is pretty sad. Um, we're, we're, we're separated, you know, we're separated from our, our energy because you're working. When you go to work, that's your energy. That's your energy. That's your life force. That you're putting in at work. And for you to just and and, and, the, and the work is consolidated into money. Consolidated and converted into dollars. Your labor. So when you're just throwing away your money, you're throwing away your labor, you're throwing away your energy. You might as well didn't even work. Not really, because then you wouldn't have got the stuff. So, you know, it's like, yeah, so you don't want to be easily separated from your money. Anyhow, I'm really not recapping what I spoke about because I can't remember anyhow. Um, Just talking to entertain myself. 
Sorry to waste your time though. But um, oh yeah, one of the things that I did talk about was, you know, that like the um, some of the stories they say uh, before you cure somebody, before you give somebody a cure or something like that, before you decide to cure somebody, make sure that they're willing to be cured or something like that, right? Before you give somebody, anyway, basically what is basically getting, what I'm trying to get around to is you might have the solution for somebody that's going to help them, but they don't want to receive what you're saying. They don't want to receive the solution. They don't want to listen to what you're saying. They don't want to accept what you're saying. And that's, uh, you know, I just saw, I was just watching a video on Instagram of some kids robbing a store. They did like one of these flash mob robberies in like a footlocker. They ran into the footlocker and pulled all the shoes off of the shelf. Now, it must have been, maybe it was footlocker, but the, most of the footlockers out here not set up like that unfortunately I guess they have the shoes in the back they show you a display shoe outside and in the back is the real shoe and even back in the days they used to have the shoe they have one shoe out on the floor and if you want to try on the shoe they got to go back to the to the to the back room to bring you out the shoe they would never really have both pairs available for you to view so I don't know where that location is but um, maybe they don't have sufficient storage space and they're putting the, the shoes out on the floor. But the uh, the criminals stole the shoes and they stole the shirts and all of that. Now, all the kids that ran into the store and stole the clothes and stole the shoes and all of that, they were my people. They were African-American, black, whatever you want to call them, right? So the African-American and black people that were in the comments were saying, uh, uh, why are you showing it like that? Da, 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 da. Well, the thing about it is the person who posted the video didn't even write a caption. They did not write a caption. The page is not a white supremacist page. The page is not even about hate. The page is just a universal page about current events. And it showed the kids stealing. Probably about 15 or 20 of the kids ran up in the store and stole a whole bunch of stuff. They were all the same race because we all were segregated for the most part. We only hang out with people for the most part that look like us. So the people in the comments were offended by the fact that they were all black. Now, the person who posted the video didn't make them all black. The person that posted the video just took the video and posted it. So you're offended because you see your people represented in that video. Now that's um, you can't blame the video person. The person you can't blame the reporter for reporting just the facts. Matter of fact, they didn't even have an opinion or report anything. They just posted the video without a caption on it, and people were offended. So you can you can try to help somebody, and they get offended because they want to get offended. You can try to help somebody to get offended because they want to get offended. You understand? So somebody's listening. So maybe somebody might listen to this one day and hear me speaking and they're offended already because I said that. Because they want to be offended. 
they don't want to deal with the cure. They don't want to look at the problem and figure out a cure. This morning I was talking about there's no reason for you to really wear balaclava in the warm weather. And <laughs> coincidentally, I look at a video. There's a whole bunch of guys running in the store stealing stuff. They all have balaclavas on. So what, 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 you know, anyhow, listen, um, <clears throat> I, I want to say, you know, they, they say that some people say a phrase facts over feelings or facts don't respect your feelings or whatever the case may be. I don't really subscribe to that necessarily. Like I said, I'm having a hard time controlling my own emotions. I have a hard time accepting correction even this morning I, I was corrected and I immediately told a lie in response to being corrected I said no you put the shoes there because the person confronted me and in a condescending kind of tone not giving it not 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 saying that they weren't right they were right and my immediate knee-jerk reaction was to put them as the bad guy. So I still have a lot to learn. You know, I have a lot to do. Not even to learn because I already know what I'm supposed to do. I already know what I'm supposed to do. I have a lot to do. So anyhow, I later on responded and said, you know what, I'm sorry. You know what, you're right. You're, 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 you're totally right about that. You were totally right about that. I put the shoes there. And, you know, I think it was good to humble myself because if I continued in my folly and if I continued in my anger, I would have made myself angry for the rest of the day. And that would have reflected in other areas because I had another deadline I had to work on today and I would have been, made myself more stressed. So guess what? I just let go of it. You know, I try to let go a lot. So going back to the song in the beginning, here's a little song I wrote. I like to sing it note for note. Don't worry, boom, boom. Be happy. Don't worry, be happy. So, you know, what I've been doing is every time I start to think negative, I sing a Bob Marley song that says, um, positive vibration, yeah, positive. So I say that. And I remember and I think about how merciful God is to me and how fortunate I am and how I'm feeling healthy in my body or just find anything good, you know, anything good that's around, you know, I can see, I'm looking up at the sky, you know, you know what, and this goes back to, we shouldn't even hide our disabled people. We should not hide our old people. We should not hide our, um, our sick people they should be visible what is that noise they should be visible to give us a perspective and not to use them and capitalize on them but that's exactly what I'm doing having them out in the public potentially humbles us because if everybody thinks they're tough and bad and strong and this can't happen to them and that can't happen to them and they're above it and 
you know, they're untouchable and all of this stuff. If they feel that way about it, if they feel that way, going around feeling that way, and they're not humble, humbling themselves, like myself, if I'm not humbling myself and realizing that, guess what? I could be a victim too. I could be a casualty also. I could be afflicted also. If I don't look, if I don't, I'm sorry. So if I don't, um, not necessarily keep that in mind, but if I'm not refreshed with that information occasionally, then how can I really appreciate what I got? And then again, you know, we also just, we're kind of, um, I don't know what it is, antisocial. Not antisocial, sociopathic. We see somebody sick and we say, well, it ain't me. Have no feelings for them. Anyhow, but guess what? That's something that's uh, that's a personal thing. That's a personal thing. That's not something that they can teach you in school. That's not something they can teach you anywhere. That's not something they can necessarily teach you in the home either. I'm just freestyling at this point. And then I got something important that I got to do. But hey, guess what? Thanks for listening. I didn't really say anything. All I'm saying is, you know, we well, no, no, no. Going back to what I was saying this morning, and you may not have heard it. But um, I've subscribed to wrong-headed ideas before. And I'm still having a time letting go of wrong-headed ideas. I'm still having a time trying to cure myself. I know what the cure is, but do I want to take the medicine? Do I want to do the treatment? You know what I mean? Do I want to... Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, whatever the saying is, before you cure somebody, make sure that they want to take the medicine or make sure that they want to do... Make make sure they want to stop doing the things that are making them sick. Yeah, that's what it is. Before you cure somebody, make certain they're going to stop doing the things that keep making them sick. So, okay, so how that trick tricks trickles back to prohibition, the crack era, the weed-free love era, the, the alcohol and the, 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 the pornography era that we're living in right now. I mean, we're we living in so much. It's all culminating right now. It's just getting more and more and more and more and more as we go along it's just all coalescing because we're, we're struggling with all of those things simultaneously right now we're struggling with the pornography we're struggling with the drugs we're struggling with the alcohol we even have even more drugs now than they ever had before we got fentanyl we got car fentanyl we got heroin we got cocaine we got xanax we got um you know probably still got valium still got um what else what else is on here they got the fake synthetic weed K2. They got um, ice or meth, methamphetamine. They got so many, so many different poisons that you can engage in right now in this time. It's it's um it's more than has ever existed before. You got more drug choices to destroy yourself. 
like I said, the alcohol is still there. You can use that to destroy yourself too. All of them. There's all of them and more. And and I don't even know all of them. There's more than that. There's more than what I just mentioned already. So it's it's very tragic, you know. It's not it's not just the wrong-headed ideas. It's the wrong friends. It's being in the wrong place. It's the wrong coping mechanisms. I don't know, man. You know, um, I think what what's necessary is always seeking solutions. Always seeking solutions and finding sustainable ways to self-medicate that don't cost anything, that don't cost you anything, that don't cost you more than it's then it's then it's solving you know what I mean like the, the, the self-medication that it's going to give you it shouldn't cost you know like people are in pain right people are in pain so they use cocaine crack whatever it might be whatever 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 it is they use crack cocaine heroin valium xanax uh whatever whatever it is they're going to use that um to self-medicate and it ends up putting them in a place worse look at mac miller and little people mac miller and little people whatever they were dealing with whatever they were struggling with mac miller hired a hired a professional if you know what i mean a professional mac miller hired a professional and, and ordered some pills and the pills killed him and the professional left him there sleeping not saying that the professional caused him to to pass away but all of those things couldn't fill him all of those things couldn't make him happy all the money that he had couldn't make him happy all the fame couldn't make him happy none of that so he still wanted more i realized that we just gotta live a simple life with simple foods simple fun simple amount of stimulus you know, and one way I think to self-medicate is just by solving problems and creating things. Solving problems and creating things. When you solve a problem, you feel accomplished. You know, when you solve a problem, you feel accomplished. You feel like you done something. You know, you feel valuable. When you solve a problem, you feel valuable, you know? So... You know, we got to work towards solving our own problems, especially, but let's find a solution, you know, find some projects. You know, unfortunately, I'm going back to consumerism, but go over to Michael's and find a little project to, to do, to build, build a, make a little thing or draw something or do some art or do some writing or something or start a business or something like that. You know, invest in yourself, not just go out and buy a Gucci bag or Gucci shoes or Ferragamo belt. That's not building anything. That's a temporary yes. That's a temporary high that you get from purchasing that thing and, and flexing it. But a more cost-effective and, and beneficial thing is to create something and solve a problem that you can benefit from. Anyhow, man, that's just me and my two cents and me talking, man. So guess what? Thank you for listening. I didn't really say much of anything today. I didn't really have an idea, but... I got my mic back for right now. My microphone is working. And I just wanted to talk. And I'm just talking to you.
and uh, thank you for listening if you listen to all of this dribble dribble and this ranting for so long all right you have a wonderful day everything is good man count your blessings you know whenever you start thinking negative you start thinking evil think think about bob marley when bob marley said you know um positive vibrations or what bobby mcferrin said don't worry be happy we gotta manifest good you know we gotta manifest good thoughts good things wish good things believe that good things are gonna happen you can manifest it and make it happen look at guys like i don't want to talk about these capital stuff but you know i'm a capitalist look at elon musk or jeff bezos look at them back in the days and look at them now back in the days you would have never thought but they believed in themselves and they made it happen they never gave up they failed they failed failed many times you didn't you don't see their failures you just see the success you know anyhow thanks